friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week on the penultimate episode of season three, I am going to give you my tried and true introvert holiday survival guide. But first, as always, we are going to do our customary mental health check. You're going to rate your mental health from 1 to 5, 1 being horrible, 5 being amazing. If you would have asked me yesterday, I would have told you a 1. Today, I'm at like a 2.5, okay? Let me tell you, let me tell you what's going on with me. So, first and foremost, I got in a car accident. It was terrible because, not because the accident was horrifically bad, but because being in a car accident is literally like my biggest nightmare. Like my greatest fear ever on earth is getting in a car accident. And so I'm not going to get into too much detail because truthfully it was very traumatic. Um, And if I talk about it too long, I'm going to cry. But I can tell you about like my feelings and stuff surrounding it, but the actual event, not going to happen. So we get in the accident. I am, I am genuinely like inconsolable, inconsolable. And I hated it. I hated it, but I was fine. Like my physically, I'm okay. I'm not injured. Donovan was in the car with me as well. He's okay. No injuries. My neck is a little stiff, which honestly to be expected, but otherwise like 100% okay. So I'm just gonna like rest and relax and let my body heal from that. But genuinely I'm 100% fine. So don't worry about that. But yeah, it was, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. That happened (laughs) and it was horrible. I hated it so much and really genuinely put a damper on my mood because I the accident happened in the Tesla and you know, like a year ago this month, we just got the Tesla, like we just got it and now I broke it. So I hate that. I hate it so much, but we're working with our insurance. We're sending it to a Tesla, a Tiliz- what am I okay? A Tesla collision center <laughs> and they're going to take care of it. They're like specialized Tesla centers to take care of your Tesla if it's been in an accident, which mine has. And yeah, so it's all going to be fine. And at the end of the day, the most important thing that matters is that like everyone involved is okay. There were no injuries. I didn't hit a person. I just hit an object and it was very dramatic, but we're all okay. We're all fine. So that really put a damper on my mood. And then add that to the fact that you know that one friend (laughs) that I was going through a thing with and then we decided to be friends again well now we're not friends again and to me this feels like very final because I'm I'm just like I'm at my wits end with this particular person and like it's not like they're a bad person you know we were we were friends we had great times together But at the end of the day, we are just very different people and this person does not 
fill me up in the way that a friend should. So we are, we've chosen to sever ties and there's no bad blood between us. We all said what we needed to say and we're moving on. But it still kind of sucks, right? Because a friend breakup is never good. But in all honesty, I kind of feel some measure of relief with this one because it's like, thank goodness it's over, you know? Like, I don't have to go through this again and then tell you guys again, like, oh yeah, you remember that one friend? Well, we're friends again. Like, it, honestly, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that I continue to do this. And I understand that I continue to do this because of childhood trauma, but that doesn't make it okay, you know? Like, I, what is the purpose of continuing to hurt myself when someone has already shown me exactly who they are? Like, I need to believe them. And it doesn't have to mean, like, this person is the worst person. Like, they're not the worst person. They're a good person. We're just not a match, you know, friendship-wise. And it is what it is. So, that kind of dragged my mood down a lot over the weekend. But now, I'm... I'm feeling better. And if you'll notice, I said over the weekend, and I literally mean the weekend previous to when you're listening to this, because I could not possibly be recording this later. I mean, technically, yes, I could. But the episode is supposed to go live in less than eight hours. So that is the closest I've ever cut it. And the reason that this is happening is because I am so overwhelmed. Like it is hard to believe for me that Thanksgiving is this week. Literally, it is this week. And from when I'm recording this, it is three days from now, okay? And I've not done my Thanksgiving shopping for all my food, which means stuff is going to be out of stock and I'm going to have to fight people to get it. And I have to start cooking on Tuesday. I have to start all my prep work and stuff on Tuesday and then cook on Wednesday and cook on Thursday so that we can all eat on Thursday. And it's a, it's a thing and I I mean, you know what? It just is what it is at this point. I think my acceptance of these things is what's improving my mental health because yesterday I just went to sleep. Like at 3 p.m. we got home from the car accident and I just went to bed. Like I took a shower, went to bed. And it was, it was rough. It was a rough day. I, I just needed a body reset, you know? But today I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. Um, I can fix the car. I'm not injured. Donovan's not injured. We're still happy. We're still healthy. We have insurance and anything the insurance doesn't cover, like we'll be able to get the car fixed. I, yeah, I had a friendship breakup, but you know what? It was a long time coming and I think it's going to be better in the long run. So overall, my outlook is improving. I am on new medicine for my vestibular migraine and I don't like it. <laughs> I really, I'm not a fan. I had to use it. Um, I went out with friends over the weekend and we were getting dinner and I started having an episode. So I took one of my little rescue pills and it stopped the episode. Like I wasn't dizzy anymore, but I felt so sick, like so, so sick. Um, so will it stop the dizziness? 100%. 
will it make me feel horrible? Also, yes. So that's not ideal. And honestly, like the if you've ever had a chronic health issue, like you know how frustrating it is when you're going to specialists and you're going to different doctors and they're all like, I don't know what's wrong. Try this. And you're trying stuff and your body's just like doing its best, you know? So you know what? It's just a thing. I'm dealing with it. I am overall very healthy. I'm very blessed to have the life that I have and I need to just relax. Which brings me to my recommendations for the week. The first recommendation is making new friends. It's been a while since I really put myself out there in like the friendship pool of like actually trying to get to know people. And I do this because I I don't really trust people very much, you know? I feel like I've been really, really hurt by people I let close to me. And this is because, like, for me, friendship is serious business. Like, it's not just, oh, yeah, you're my friend. And it's like this casual thing. Like, if I consider you a friend friend, then, like, you are very valuable to me and I let you in. And if I let somebody in, then they have the power to hurt me. And this has happened a lot in my in my past. There's only one person who has not betrayed me in that way, and that is my husband. So I'm making new friends, making new friends. I don't know if they're like friend friends yet, but I enjoy being around them. I like hanging out with them. I think that they offer new perspectives to my life, great energy, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's It's like a like a refresh, you know? Sometimes you just need to try something new. And I've been trying new things like aerial silks, but something else I needed to try was like new people, you know? You get kind of caught up in what you already have that you end up kind of settling for things that you know are not right for you. But just get another perspective, you know? Meet some new people and you might find out that the people that you're settling for in your life are not filling you up. They're not filling your cup, as it were. The next thing I'm going to recommend is going to directly contradict one of the things in my holiday survival guide, but I think this thing in moderation is great, and that is saying yes to things. I am historically, I mean, you might relate to this, okay? You make plans when you have the energy for the plan, right? You say yes to the plan when you have the energy. But when the plan comes around, you no longer have the energy for the plan. So you're telling me that I have to do something now that I don't have the energy for? Yes, you do. And that's what I mean by saying yes. You're going to make the plan. And you're going to follow through with the plan. You're not going to bail. You're not going to pretend that you're sick. You're not going to pretend that you have work deadlines. You can go out for an hour with some people that you just met and have a good time. And honestly, the times that you say yes end up being the best memories. You know, when I went out for Halloween, I don't do that. That's not something I do. But it was a great night. I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of people, I danced, I whatever. It was great. And that's something that like the day of, I was like, ooh, 
I don't know if I have the energy for this, but I still was like, you know what? Yes, I'm coming. So say yes every once in a while. The final thing I'm going to recommend for you is perfect as we are rolling into full-blown fall, even if you're in the South, like me, or the South US, and that is the autumn squash soup from Panera. It is the single most craved item in my brain in days that it's not available. I am a huge pretzel pizza fan from Little Caesars. You know I love me some Taco Bell, love Chick-fil-A. Like, I have my my fast food go-tos. Panera's not like fast food, but it's like fast casual kind of thing. And their mac and cheese is good. Don't get me wrong. But their autumn squash soup just fills me with this autumn vibe. And it's something that I cannot capture in any other item I have ever consumed, including all of the Starbucks holiday drinks. Okay, I have tried them all and not one has come close to making me feel like the autumn squash soup has made me feel. Okay, give it a shot. You can get the the pick two and get like a sandwich and the soup or a salad or like macaroni and cheese or whatever, but try it. Try it and have all of your fall dreams come true. So with our recommendations done, our mental health check done, let's get into this holiday survival guide. I don't know about you. I, I like the holidays, but like I am overwhelmed from mid-November to the end of December because the holidays are holidaying, you know? It is a time filled with stress and cooking and family and friends and peopling. Like, all the things that I try to avoid throughout the year are thrown at me rather violently mid-November to end of December. This is particularly true if you are in the U.S. and you celebrate Thanksgiving. It is this week and Thanksgiving is a whole production, you know? Even though it's just going to be a few people, that doesn't matter because you have to still make all the different dishes for the different people and it's like a whole thing. So, I, I'd be overwhelmed. I am, I am overwhelmed, truthfully. So, I thought what better time to give you all a holiday survival guide of these things that I do every year to make sure that I don't actually lose my marbles during the holidays. Because especially when I worked retail, it was tough, okay? Holidays in retail, no joke. But follow my steps, my 10 easy steps of the holiday survival guide and you too, I promise you, you will make it through the holidays in one piece, okay? The first thing seems obvious, but is something that I think people neglect. And that is to take time for yourself, even if you are the one hosting. So in our family, there's one house that usually hosts, and that's my in-laws who usually host for the holidays. If you are someone who is hosting, I understand the feeling of people being in your space. You know, it can be a little, a little much, a little much at times, especially if you have 
children running around and playing and being loud and throwing things and people you barely know and the cousins and the half cousins. It can be a lot. So make sure you take time for yourself, even if you're hosting. And even if that means that that time you're taking for yourself is four minutes in the bathroom or in the pantry, in the dark, just standing there and enjoying the silence. Because those little breaks are going to save your sanity and they're going to make you like generally a more pleasant person to be around because you're not going to be overstimulated. When I'm overstimulated, I am like a nasty person to be around, I feel. I get really snappy and I'm just like, I no, I can't. <laughs> I can't compute any more data right now. No more thank you. So take that time for yourself, no matter what it looks like. If you absolutely cannot take time for yourself while you are hosting during the day, make sure you take a good chunk of time at night, even an hour of reading a book, taking a bath, going for a walk, something where you are not entertaining will be invaluable. And it can be something that you look forward to at the end of the day. The next thing that is on my holiday survival guide is to say no when you have to, because boundaries are great. Boundaries are a good thing. When I'm thinking of saying no, let's say last minute, they're like, oh, we can't host at our house this year. Um, We need to come to your place. You can just say no. You know, if, if it's not doable for you, maybe you haven't had time to clean. Maybe your house is not suitable. Maybe what, you don't want people there. Like it, whatever the reason is, your reasoning is valid, you know? So just say no when you have to right? If someone's like, I know dinner is in one hour, but I really need a turkey. Can you make it happen? You can just say no. You can just say no. This is something I struggle with so much as like a people pleaser because I want people to like me. (laughs) So I'm always like, yeah, you need a turkey that needs four hours to cook in one hour. Don't worry. And then I'm on YouTube looking up how to deep fry a turkey. Never done it before. Probably going to blow it up but I'm going to try. I'm going to try because I want you to like me. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know, I will set aside what I'm going to do for the holidays. If I'm hosting, if I'm not hosting, what food I'm bringing. And this is what we're agreeing upon. The next thing kind of goes in line with this. And that is to anticipate the stressors and make a plan for the holidays. So in the same way that you plan out gifts that you're going to give people, why not plan out what the holidays are going to look like for you? Okay, so let's say you're planning to host Thanksgiving this year. Okay, so I, as the host, I'm going to make the turkey and the stuffing. And these two people that are coming, they're going to bring the bread and cabbage. And then these other people who are coming are going to bring green beans and a vegan dish and just divvy it up, you know, just make a plan. And what are we going to do? Okay, we're going to play phase 10. We're going to play Monopoly. Probably not Monopoly. That's not a good choice if you want to keep your family intact. But phase 10 is a good one. Phase 10 is a card game. Super easy, like Uno. Uno is also a good one. Plan what you're going to do. Are you just going to mill around and drink? Are you going to try new wine? Like, what is the plan? So plan it out. And while you're planning it out, anticipate the things that are going to stress you out. Are there going to be a lot of children? If so, can you have 
like a children's zone, right? An area where kids can go where there's like toys and coloring stuff and video games, TV, like whatever it is that they need over there in the child zone, right? So they can go over there and play and be loud and have a good time, but you're not stressed out, right? Something to think about. The next thing for my holiday survival guide is to mentally prepare for challenging conversations. When I'm thinking of challenging conversations, I'm talking specifically about those ones that you get from relatives that you rarely see. One that I used to get all the time is, when are you planning to have children? The answer is never, Margaret. It is never. I don't know anyone named Margaret, so I don't know where that came from, (laughs) but it seemed to fit. It seemed to fit. I'm not having kids. And if having these conversations is going to make you uncomfortable, it might be helpful just to prepare for them because you know it's going to come up. You know, someone's going to ask why you're still single, when you're getting married, when you're going to have kids, how's your job going? And you you actually got, you actually quit the job and then you got to have that conversation. Oh, where's your boyfriend who was here last year and they don't know that you guys broke up. Like, you know, these things are going to come up. So just mentally prepare. You know, I, for better or worse, do worst case scenarios. So I think of like the worst possible way that something could go and prepare myself for that. Because no matter what happens, I'm going to be all right because it's not going to go the worst possible way. And if it does, I'm already prepared for that. Like there's nothing that's going to surprise me, you know? So just get get your mind right as you go into the holidays, especially as you're interacting with family members or friends or whoever that might cause these stressors or these uncomfortable conversations. The next thing on the holiday survival guide is to mind your mood. What I mean by this is to just take stock of how you're feeling. The holidays can be like a tough time for certain people and myself included sometimes. I can get kind of melancholy around the holidays and part of it is because it's not sunny. It's raining or snowing or just gray in general and that always affects my mood. But it's important to take stock of how your mood is throughout the holidays and just be aware, you know? Sometimes, at least for me, I don't know that I'm in a bad place until I'm like in the bad place and there's no way to get out of it at that point besides just riding it out. I don't want that for you this holiday season. I want you to genuinely like check in with yourself, do your mental health checks, every day if you can or whenever you think of it. Check in with how you're actually feeling and if you're like, oh man, uh, I feel kind of bad. I think I need support. Reach out to a friend, a family member. Reach out to a therapist. Like whoever is going to help you get through this holiday season, go ahead and try to lean on them and get that support system that you really need to get through this. Because I think I read somewhere that rates of like depression, for example, go way up during the holidays. And this is like especially true if you have, if you're estranged from family, for example, or you have friends that you don't speak to anymore, or if you just have complicated family dynamics, whatever the case may be, it can just be a reminder of a tough situation that you don't really have to look at the rest of the year, you know? The rest of the year, you're not surrounded by these people for essentially two months straight. But in these two months, 
you see these people a lot and it can be it can be really heavy it can be really heavy so as you're taking stock of your mental health and your mental wellness you can also try to do things that improve your wellness as it were which brings me to the next point in my holiday survival guide and that is to not skip out on your healthy habits that you have adopted throughout the year. So, particularly with your emotional well-being, as you start to feel more depressed, you can have this idea that you want to drink more alcohol. And maybe you typically don't drink alcohol very much. And just FYI, alcohol is a depressant, which means that it's not going to make you happy you know, in all likelihood, it's going to bring your mood down. So drinking alcohol while you're already feeling really complex, complicated emotions is going to just make this situation even more complicated. If you're someone who typically works out or goes to the gym, let's say three days a week for this example, but during the holidays, you just don't go, like it's fine to take rest if that's what you really need. But if you notice during your emotional check-ins, you're like, man, I just feel like my mood just isn't there. And you realize you haven't been going to the gym. And because you haven't been going to the gym, your body doesn't produce those same endorphins that they do during a workout. You're not getting that same benefit for your mental health. You see? It's so crazy how how dependent your emotional well-being is on your physical body. If you are sick or injured, like it is more likely that you're going to feel negative emotions, whether that's depression or anger, sadness, whatever that may be. So taking care of your physical body as much as possible, particularly if you have spent the whole year trying to build up these healthy habits of eating more vegetables and working out and getting fresh air journaling, like whatever healthy habits you have adopted, really try to keep those going as you go through the holiday season. And for me, I actually try to do them a little more because I know that the holidays can be hard for me. You know, I already know that my mood come Christmas day or Christmas Eve in particular is is a pretty dark time for me. On Christmas Eve, I feel like beyond melancholy. Like, I just feel so sad and it's just this whole thing and thinking about all uh, about my past and about my family stuff and friends stuff. Like, it, it's a whole thing, you know? But I know this. So, when Christmas Eve rolls around, I try to make sure that I'm with my husband because he is, like, genuinely the person on earth that's going to make me feel better just by being there. I want my dog to be with me. I want to be watching funny movies or playing a game, putting together a puzzle. I don't want to be sitting in a dark room reading because like genuinely, like I love to do that. But on that particular day, I know about myself that these habits that I've built up of walking my dog, of asking for attention when I need it, of journaling of eating relatively healthy I wouldn't say my diet's great but relatively healthy these things are vitally important 
as we move deeper into the holiday season for me. And if I neglect them, then my holiday season is just going to be this dark cloud hanging over me and potentially everyone around me. So really just focus as much as you can on those healthy habits, whatever those habits may be. You know, you adopted them for a reason. And during this time, even if the holidays aren't a hard time for you, let's not make them a hard time. You know, let's keep the positive energy going and just keep these healthy habits going. In the vein of keeping your healthy habits, the next point on my holiday survival guide is to ignore any and all body talk. After Thanksgiving, you will see on whatever social media you use an ad or two ads or five for some juice cleanse, pill cleanse, water cleanse, some diet that you have to try, some workout regimen that you have to try. And I hate this. I hate this diet culture that we have. And I hate that it is reactionary. If you want to do a cleanse, do a cleanse. Like, do what you need to do. But I don't want you to do a cleanse in reaction to having eaten on Thanksgiving. Maybe you ate too much. Okay. Then you ate too much. It it is what it is. You're not going to undo what you ate. That's not happening. You can, however, reframe. Sure, I ate too much. Probably won't do that again moving forward, but I was having a great time. The food was really good. I was enjoying time spent with company. It doesn't have to be this reflection on who you are as a person. Eating too much or eating things that aren't healthy or whatever negative body talk that you have about yourself at this moment or that you might have following food-centric holidays, none of those thoughts are accurate. Not a one. You are not less valuable because of what you choose to ingest, okay? It has absolutely no value. And this holiday season, when you're looking at these diet culture demons, I want you to frame it as though you were to present it to a friend. Would you send this to a friend of yours and be like, you should do this? I guarantee you wouldn't. No, you would not. You wouldn't because you love your friend regardless. You don't care what size pants your friend wears. It does not matter. So if you end up gaining weight, okay, and if you end up losing weight, okay, and if you weigh the same, okay, and your weight does not impact your value. What you eat does not impact your value. Your worth as a person has nothing to do with what your body looks like or with what people tell you your body should look like. Okay, I know this, I could probably actually do a whole episode on diet culture because I hate it, but uh, maybe not today, but just 
think about this as especially after Thanksgiving I bet you genuinely I would bet you an obscene amount of money that you are going to see dozens and I mean dozens of ads for cleanses and diets and workout regimens and regimes and whatever I promise you'll see them and you'll see it after food centric holidays why because these industries are trying to capitalize on people's insecurities and people only have these insecurities because these industries gave them to them okay it's a horrible cycle it's a horrible cycle and we're not paying attention to it right we are this holiday season We are ignoring that and that's how we're going to survive this holiday season. The next point on my holiday survival guide is to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Remember how I said just a little bit ago that your emotional well-being has a lot to do with your physical well-being? Well, the thing that has the most impact on your physical well-being is your rest okay if you are not getting enough sleep you are not well rested enough and your mood is going to suffer because you are not equipped to handle things that might come your way okay i think i said this recently i think last week but there is evidence to suggest that people need two to three hours more sleep in the winter whatever the winter may be for you, depending on your hemisphere, in the winter than you do during the other months. Your body naturally does this. It needs more rest. So if you're feeling more tired lately and you're like, man, this is horrible. Like, why can't I get through my exercise routine like always? Because your your body is tired. Your body wants rest. And resting is so important for your mental health. If you are not sleeping, your mental health is trash. I promise. One of the, well, probably the second thing for me. The first thing to go when my mental health is suffering is my appetite. And the second thing to go for me is my sleep. Like the combination of not eating and not sleeping. I'm a nightmare. I am a nightmare. But I know this, right? So I can be like okay, I'm not sleeping enough. Let me take a nap. I'm not eating enough. Okay, let me make myself a really nice, warm holiday snack. Whatever that is. It doesn't matter if it's healthy or not. If what I can eat today is sugar cookies, then that's fine. I need to still nourish my body. And maybe after I eat two sugar cookies, I'm like, okay, great. So I kind of actually want vegetables right now. So let me see what vegetables I have here or what vegetables I can go get. It's all connected, all connected, which is honestly a little sad and frustrating sometimes because it's like, you're telling me I have to do all of this for my mental health? Unfortunately, yes. And you do have to do it forever. (laughs) Sorry to say. All right. Only two more points on our holiday survival guide. And this one is something that I am, I've already begun, (laughs) and that's taking stock of your relationships. This is, this is true for all kinds of relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, a co-worker, 
family, whatever the case may be. Take stock of these relationships, especially as you go into the holidays, because you might realize that certain people who you're like dreading seeing, maybe you don't need to have that person in your life anymore. You know, it's honest, it's so sad, but it's just like sleeping and eating. Whoever you have in your environment is going to affect your mental health. It's up to you whether it's going to affect you positively or negatively based on who you allow in your space, you know? If you are constantly allowing someone in your space that is toxic or makes you feel bad or is constantly arguing with you, like, for what? What are we doing that for? We're not doing that for anything, okay? And even if it's a family member, for example, you can still set boundaries with this person or you can limit your time with them. That's a boundary too. But taking stock of your relationships is so important. I think always. It's something I do struggle to do. But especially as we go into the holiday season, it's like, who who do I want to spend these holidays with, you know? And if certain people are not making the cut, then it's fine, you know? Not all friends are there for life. Some friends are just there for a season or for a lesson, and that's okay. That doesn't diminish the value of that friendship. Like, you you were there, you were friends, and now you're not, and it, it is what it is, you know? But sometimes you, you have to just move on from certain things that are no longer serving you, okay? Just take stock of it. Look around yourself. Ask yourself which relationships are feeding you and which ones are draining you. And the final thing in my holiday survival guide, which is, it's very important always, to be honest, but especially as we go into the holidays, I think it's very important to practice gratitude. And I do this in like a very specific way. And for me, it looks like changing how I speak about things. So instead of saying, oh my gosh, I have to cook dinner for everyone, I really try to say I get to cook dinner for everyone, right? Am I successful all the time? No. Do I catch myself in my head? I'm like, Ooh, no, you get to 100%. Because sometimes if you're stressed out, you're overwhelmed, it's hard to practice gratitude. But the fact is, is that we are are blessed or lucky or whatever you believe in to be able to celebrate these holidays, you know? And sometimes we get caught up in this idea of, well, it doesn't look exactly how I thought it would, or maybe you couldn't buy the gifts for your kids that you wanted, or maybe you're estranged from your family, or whatever, it can get, be easy to get caught up in that and be very pessimistic. This coming from a certified pessimist, it can be very easy to be pessimistic. But easy does not equal correct, and it does not equal good, okay? It might be easy to be a pessimist and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm having another holiday without my parents who passed away or whatever you might be going through. Instead of 
realizing like I'm so grateful that I get to go through this holiday with my partner or with my children, with my friends, with family members. Yes, there's always going to be challenging times in the holidays. It just seems built in. Like it feels like it's not the holidays unless there is a challenge. (laughs) But with all the challenges, there's always a silver lining. There's always something to be grateful for. If you're able to provide food this Thursday on Thanksgiving, that is something to be grateful for. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone has a home. Not everyone has a job. Not everyone has family. Not everyone has friends. Like There are things that we take for granted, you know? And although Thanksgiving is like the history of Thanksgiving is super gross. I do try to use this time to remind myself of all the good things in my life and to be grateful for every good thing in my life because it could be all taken away tomorrow. You know, we could all be raptured, right? (laughs) Could be like the vanishing or like, what was that? Avengers Endgame where like half the population disappears. It could just go all away tomorrow. So while we have these incredible things in our lives, it is so important to be grateful for them and practice gratitude. Try to word your, the way you speak about things in very specific ways to remind yourself that I get to do this. I get to spend time with my family. I get to cook dinner for people. I get to go grocery shopping for Thanksgiving. I have the ability to go grocery shopping for Thanksgiving and I'm not worried about, oh, I have to stick to the, this like $20 that I have, which was me, (laughs) me in college. I had literally, like, there was a point in my bank account, I had less than a dollar in my bank account. I think I had 62 cents and I didn't have enough to buy something to eat. I didn't have it. I'm glad that I already filled up my gas tank because I didn't have enough for that. With my paycheck, I was barely going to make my bills whenever my paycheck came in. And that Thanksgiving, someone actually brought me Thanksgiving dinner to my job. And it was, it was one of the kindest things that someone's ever done for me. But it's those things that remind me that we have so much to be grateful for. Because even though, obviously, I was very financially unstable, I still had people around me that cared enough to make sure that like, hey, you're working on Thanksgiving. Let me make sure that you have something good to eat, you know? So this holiday season, no matter what you celebrate, I want you to take this survival guide with you. Take care of your mental health. Be grateful for everything that you have and for the opportunities that you have. Hold the people that you love close to you and just try to take all of this as it comes. I know it can be so stressful, it can be so overwhelming, but again, this is something that we get to do. And with all of that being said, we are about at the end of our time together this week. Thank you so much for joining me as always. If you are in the US and you're celebrating Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving in advance. I hope it's wonderful. I hope you have a great time. I hope you're able to use some of these survival skills to get you through the holidays. If you are feeling particularly 
festive or whatever and you want to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both, that would be so, so appreciated by me. I honestly can't tell you how much I appreciate every time I see a review come in. It makes me feel like a little holiday spirit inside. You can also follow the podcast Instagram and TikTok at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. And I will talk to you all next week for the season finale. Okay. Love you. Bye.